Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. We are joined by Tan Trunk, WWL multimedia journalist. He has released another podcast. Very well done. Tan, welcome to the show. Newell, thank you. And happy almost Mardi Gras. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Tan, uh, the crew of Endymion will hold its first parade since the death of its founder, Ed Munez. It's a special event this year, and you were able to sit down with a number of folks, both inside the organization and outside, uh, making observations about this. Tell us about it. Well, you know, when when you talk about the, the large parades, and this is the big weekend right before Mardi Gras, this is really the, the prime time for carnival and mardi gras season and although there's a lot of excitement here as you mentioned in the intro this is the first year this will be the first time that endymion will parade without the earthly presence of ed munez who was the founding captain of the crew of endymion and this was well before the crew was known as a super crew and it started in 1967 in very humble beginnings renting floats uh, from uh, carrollton and it was a neighborhood parade but as we know it today this is a huge crew, arguably one of the biggest crew and arguably one of the biggest parades of, of the season. And I thought this was a moment for the crew itself because since Ed Muniz was such a transformative figure, not just for the crew of Endymion, but just for the Mardi Gras scene, I thought it was worth a, a look at what his legacy is and what it means for the crew of Endymion this year. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I had an opportunity to interview Dan Kelly, and, and I know that you interviewed him as well for the uh, for your mm-hmm. podcast about um, so many different new technologies, new things, always trying to make uh, the the parade better in, in so many different ways. And and I asked him how hard was that, and and um, and I know in your piece as well, they they talk about the which the day after ed was already thinking about what new was going to happen in the following year and it was and it was kind of interesting because it was almost like he didn't let anyone really take a breath (laughs) it was like we we got to start for the next show you know he he was a showman and he he was somebody that always liked to promote the parade and you know, in, in terms of football, I, I think that if you want to make a metaphor or a comparison, he's sort of like the Bill Belichick of, of Mardi Gras. You know, as soon as they win the Super Bowl, he's thinking about the next season and what are we going to do for the offseason? How do we improve? How do we get better? 
And, you know, not to minimize what the season's about, but that was who Ed Muniz was when he was thinking about how do I improve on something that was already a great product, already a great parade. And, you know, the podcast focuses on these personal relationships on between Dan Kelly, uh, also, you know, his son-in-law as well, who's also a member of the Kuvendimian board. And, uh, you know, I can't really do anything when it comes to Mardi Gras and history without Arthur Hardy. And Arthur Hardy had some really great moments and stories about what Ed Muniz meant, again, not just to the crew of Demian, but really to the overall carnival scene and to the city of New Orleans, because I think that when Endymion rolls this year, I think his presence will certainly be remembered. I don't want to say, you know, it's going to be a somber mood, but I think that because of the respect that Ed Muniz commanded and had, among so many people throughout the city and also in Jefferson Parish as well. Uh, it's hard not to think about Ed Muniz when, when Endymion rolls this year. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think it's going to be somber at all. I think it's going to be the no. celebration of his life, mm-hmm. the celebration of of this crew. I mean, 32, I think it's 32 or 3,400 riders this year, if my memory serves yeah. me correct. I mean, when you, when he when uh, Dan Kelly's talking about 37 floats, but that's really 81 units, um, you know, it's just absolutely incredible. And then you look to the talent that they're going to have this year uh, at the extravaganza um, sting. I mean, iconic, right. And flow rider and other local bands that are playing. I think it's going to be, the show of, of of a lot of shows. I mean, it, and 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 always been able to put their best foot forward. But I, there's a couple of little nuances that they have they haven't really revealed yet, have they? And y'all, you talk about that in the podcast. Yeah, and and I and obviously I think it's it's up to Dan Kelly to reveal that, and you know because yeah. it is their crew and and it is their relationship with Ed Muniz. Dan did give me a preview of what they're going to unveil, and I think it's going to be great. I think it's very heartfelt. Um, and I think it's a great way to honor uh, the history, not only of Endymion, but really the history that ties into Ed Muniz. And when you mentioned Sting and the extravaganza, you know, I always found it fascinating because I'm, I'm not a member of a crew, but I always find it fascinating just the behind the scenes of what it takes to put on a production uh, like the extravaganza. And, you know, in the podcast, I, I give a little bit of you know, backstory of how these things come together. And, you know, you talk about a family guy in Ed Munez. That's who he was. And he often turned uh, to his children, Jim Hanzo, who is his son-in-law, and he's also the board member of the crew of Endymion, so that he often would just come over to the house and ask some of the grandkids, like, who do you think I should have headlining for the extravaganza? And then Jim said that, you know, he'd end up, uh, Ed Munez would end up on YouTube for hours looking at these acts that were suggested by his younger, uh, obviously, grandchildren. Uh, and then all of a sudden, there you have it. You know, next year's headliner is going to be announced. And I always found it fascinating. I told Jim, I said, you know, that's pretty wild that you can just be just putzing around at home, uh, you know, with, with Ed Munez. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, you know, I think we're going to get Sting or I think we're going to get Flo Rider or, or Aerosmith or whatever it may be. And, you know, I, I think that's just for me, I, I love the behind the scenes and the backstories of how things come together. And when it involves Ed Muniz, there's always an interesting story, for sure. No doubt. And Jim Hanzo, um, I don't know, you know, 
I know you know this. He used to be part of our WWL radio mm-hmm. news staff. Uh, quality guy, quality man. Yeah. Uh, and and just it's so loyal to the organization as well. And now taking on new roles, you know, being on the board and and, and stuff, and uh, which which is really great to hear. Um, when I talked to Dan uh, as well, uh, Ton, he's going to ride a horse this year. Uh, they used to have float l- the the lieutenants of the organization on horseback, and they kind of uh, abandoned that for a while. And this year, they're bringing it back, and Dan Kelly's going to be uh, leading the way on on horseback. Yeah, I think it's going to be quite a quite a spectacle, and and in, in all the positive ways, because um, you know he told me a story about how the the Endymion, the, the crew of Endymion, was named. It was named after a horse that. Um, that Ed Muniz had uh, favored in, in a race, and uh, it's all going to tie together. And what, what I believe, uh, you know, they're going to present is really uh, a show that Ed Muniz would be proud of. And lo and behold, they're going to be rolling on Saturday, February 10th, which is going to be the birthday of Ed Muniz. And I think that's a serendipitous that it just happens, and it's almost providence that you're going to have the first parade without Ed Muniz, but it's rolling on his birthday, and what an appropriate way. Um, and I think that when Dan Kelly unveils their surprises, I think people will be very, very moved by it. Um, and really, you know, it's it's a good moment to raise a glass or raise a, a bottle up to that and, and give Ed Muniz a toast when you see it. There are those of us that believe that uh, how in the heck was uh, Ed able to to pull this off, having the, you know, the first <laughs> parade after his passing on his birthday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I you know, for one believe that he has some influence somewhere to make that happen. <laughs> well, everybody, everybody that I talk to is, is hoping for for good weather. I, I know that Ed Muniz was, was a very uh, influential man. I don't know if he has that great of influence when it comes to the weather, <laughs> but so far, I mean, it looks like Sunday is going to be the really rainy day. There might be some rain on Saturday, but if it holds out, then you know who to thank. No, absolutely. In fact. You know, I, over the years, I've had the opportunity of um, not only interacting with Ed, but so many people within the Endymion organization. And I, I was teasing Dan Kelly, a member of um, my coffee group in the morning, is one, you know, it works really hard in the crew of Endymion. And, and I said, I, I really want you to have Warren, Warren's his name. I, I said, I want you to have Warren as your tender and a shovel. Uh, shoveling up, you know what, behind your <laughs> behind your horse, and we just we just had a lot of uh, a lot of fun um, with that, and we have another member of our of our, of our coffee club who's actually on the board uh, of of the organization, and and we talk about a lot about how you pull all of this together, and it's amazing when you think about the investment and how it is really a 365 24-7 organization to get all of this to work yeah um you know and and they were just talking about some of the supply chain issues the other day with the mm-hmm. backup at the panama canal at some cruise beads are not getting here in time um yeah. you know and, ev- yeah. and everybody's trying to help everybody else uh, deal with it i mean it, it it's uh quite the deal but you know, the, and the other thing, too, and you talked about it, um, um, was the uniqueness um, of the history of, of the crew of Endymion that started in 1967. It's got its own route, 
you know, they've had to deviate a couple of times. This year they're deviating again because they're going to the convention center, not the Dome. But next year they go back to the right. Dome. Oh, yeah. Dome, sweet Dome. And, and that was something that, you know, again, uh, they as they were kind of progressing and growing exponentially, it, it went and moved from the Rivergate and then, you know, as the crew grew so much, they, they had to find a new home and it eventually became the Superdome. Um, but, you know, as you were mentioning all of the things you have to kind of coordinate to pull this thing off, you know, it's such a grand parade and such a grand organization. Um, but, you know, in speaking with Arthur Hardy, you'd think that somebody, the ringmaster, as they used to call Ed Munez, you know, the ringmaster of all this, uh, it, it could go to his head. Um, but Arthur Hardy said that he was tasked to, to kind of write their history for, I think it was their 25th anniversary in the 1990s. And when he was assigned to do that, he sat down and started interviewing Ed Munez. He's, and when the, he started, he said, look, I'm going to need your archivist. I'm going to need all of the, the historical documents because I'm going to do this. I'm going to want to do this right. And he said, well, where can I find all these, uh, you know, all this material for the crew of Endymion? And Ed Munez, according to Arthur Hardy, told him, he's like, we didn't keep that crap. <laughs> you know, and he, he, used, he used some more flavorful language. <laughs> But he said, I don't have any of this. Like, and, and, you know, to, to kind of paraphrase it, he, what, he, he, what he said Ed Munez told him was, you know, we didn't know what we were doing had historical value. You know, we were just right. doing it. We were just a bunch of guys having fun. And I think that kind of encapsulates the personality of Ed Munez. Sure, he was a politician. He was an influential guy in radio. And he was, you know, the captain, of, the founding member, uh, founding captain of a huge crew. But, you know, he, I think he just did it for the love of it. Um, he really thoroughly enjoyed what he did uh, in entertaining people. And, you know, we're reaping the benefits still, even though he's not here with us. I think Arthur Hardy in your podcast summed it up. He said that uh, Ed was it, with that. It was not really about the parade, but it was about the people, you know, which is yeah. why probably they didn't they didn't have the archives. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think when in the in the grand scheme of it, um, you know, I think what Arthur said is very true. You know, the, the parades are, are great, um, but I think it's the, the convening of all these people, whether you're in town, from out of town, uh, different parts of different parishes, um, you're all coming for, for that one show. And what a show. And I think that when, when you take a step back and I asked Arthur Hardy, if you sort of had a Mount Rushmore of, of Mardi Gras, you know, would you have? Ed Moon is on it, and he said, absolutely. He said it would not be a stretch to say that he was one of the most influential people in what we know as modern Mardi Gras. Oh, absolutely. I, don't want, I want to pivot real quick back to your king mm -hmm. cake sojourn. I, oh, I've boy. heard that you've been eating away uh, multiple different brands. Have you resigned yourself to a favorite or a list of favorites yet? Okay, my favorites. Uh, and you know, again, I know the uh, pressure's and, and on. The pressure's on, yeah. Tom. <laughs> truth be told, truth be told, I, I was I was at I was in New Orleans early this morning because I'm I'm actually I'm trying to get some king cakes for for my family. Um, I have to go with Dongfeng. That that is my number one. But again, this is all subjective, so you know, don't don't throw right. any stones yet. Um, I, man, I had one the other day. Two. Was very good. Was very good. Yeah, uh, I had uh, truly enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Manny Randazzo's uh, is number two for me. Uh, I, I love their, their king cake, and I, I really just love when you go to their store in Metairie. It, it's just 
it's very just utilitarian. It's like, here's what we got. This is what you want. And you go in there and you're in and out. Um, but you have to wait in line, obviously. Um, I love their king cakes. And number three, I'd have to say there, there's a tie um, that comes in right now. Um, Matt, Matthew Haynes recommended this uh, tartine cake. Uh, I tried mm-hmm. it. It's delicious. Um, and I do love me a, a bit of Antoine's um, Bavarian cream. They have a delicious Bavarian cream uh, that I tried, and it is delicious. But again, this is just Tom's world, you know, and I'm living in it. Nobody else is, and, yeah. and that's what I enjoy. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it. It can be all about you when yeah. it comes to the king cake, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I found a new one this year that's my favorite. Oh. Uh, I have all of those in my top five, uh, Manny Randazzo, Dong Fong. And I also have Joe's in there as well. But, in fact, I went this morning, 7 a.m., to make sure that they were not going to run out, that I would get uh, king cakes because <laughs> we're going we're gonna to spend um, the weekend down in, in the warehouse district and, and – and get out on the street. And I started last night, actually. Uh, and unfortunately, I started as a sprint. But mine is, it's <laughs> it's kind of a uh, upscale, it's McKenzie on steroid type of king cake, and it's Nolita. Mm. It's on Orleans Avenue. Uh, if you pass American Can, going back into the city, it's about three blocks down right. on your left-hand side, a, a, a light blue uh, house right there on the corner, beautiful bakery. They got a lot of wonderful pastries in there, but that this year has been my new favorite. Nolita, try it out. From from what I understand, they're fairly new to to the king cake scene, and I believe yes. um, the the author who uh, featured in last week's or a couple weeks podcast uh, ago actually put a story. Um, that, I believe that baker has quite a story too, uh, and he yes. he also said. He also said great things about Nolita. So apparently great minds think alike there, Newell. Absolutely. I <laughs> at least taste buds are thinking alike. Yeah. For, for sure. But that's been that's been the surpriser for me. But uh, it's been a lot of fun, actually, you know, as a result of your podcast, really thinking, you know, a lot of times you just kind of take these little nuances and things about Mardi Gras, uh, you know, uh, and uh, and you, you don't really think much about it. You take it for granted, and and it's not yeah, until you know some something kind of slaps you in the face and say, "Hey, wake up! They're new entrants here. It's they're new things. You know, go 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 figure it out. Go try it." Yeah, you know, and and I gotta say, it's, it, you know, you know, when, when you say you know we we could be taking it for granted sometimes, and you know, I, I think there's something to that. I mean, we're we're fairly spoiled when it comes to all these things that we have access to. You know, everybody else, I mean, yeah. nobody, I, I would venture somebody in Ohio today didn't wake up and check out a bakery to see if there was going to be king cakes left, you know, and I'll tell yeah. you that the line in New Orleans East was full today. And I had a great conversation with a guy from, uh, from Mississippi, he drew, he drew him in from the Biloxi area and we talked it up. Um, and, you know, going back to what Arthur Hardy was saying, and that's part of Mardi Gras, you know, it's not just what you see on the street, but it's really the atmosphere, the, the, the interaction and the, the experiences you have and, you know, I got to say, there was, you know, it was me and this white guy um, at a Vietnamese bakery talking about king cakes. And, you know, where else you can have that happen? But but here. And I think that's just a, it's a great thing. And it's a, it's a great time for us to celebrate, and, you know, and really take stock in what we have here. No, absolutely. Uh, Tana, I probably won't have the opportunity to talk to you before the end of the Mardi Gras season. Please have a, a great weekend this weekend and a safe weekend, you and your family. And um and and have a great time. 
Yeah, and remember, it's a marathon. You said you started out on a sprint, so pace yourself, yeah. Noel. <laughs> right, uh, and where can we get the podcast? Uh, they can check out the podcast and all the previous episodes, including the King Cake episode. Uh, wherever they get their podcast, just search for the Tan Report. That's T H A N H Report. They can find it anywhere they get their podcast and any platforms. And Tan, you know my new life coach Coleman on the board over there said, if you start out with the sprint, my friend, you just got to keep it as a sprint. There's no flipping back to the marathon <laughs> approach. Well, like said, well, just well, keep sprinting. You are. Yeah, fortunately, you are a, you are a physical specimen. I have all the faith in you, Newell. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting harder about a minute. Tantron, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, another great job. Really appreciate it. Happy Mardi Gras, Newell. Same to you. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 